Hello, and welcome to Discover True Treasure. I'm Angela. Welcome to season three of the podcast. I'm currently reading through the entire Bible using a one-year Bible. During each episode this season, I will give you an overview as well as my thoughts, insights, and key takeaways from my daily reading passages. My daily reading passages include a portion of the Old Testament, the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. Okay, I hope you're ready. Let's begin. In today's reading, we read that Moses led the children of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they traveled into the desert of Shur. And as they traveled for three days without finding water, the children of Israel began to complain to Moses. Does this sound familiar? Remember last week, they complained when they thought they were trapped in the wilderness by the Red Sea. So Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed Moses a piece of wood. And when Moses threw the wood into the bitter water, it made it good to drink. Now, this makes me think about how the cross of Christ allows us to drink out of the wells of salvation. Let me read something from Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Amen. With joy, we get to partake in the never-ending fountain of salvation through Jesus Christ. Okay, so I don't want to stray too far away from the scriptures that we are studying, but all of a sudden, I just thought of the woman in Samaria and how Jesus went to Samaria and he met this woman by the well And he told this woman basically about her life, what she had been doing and how she had been living. And he asked her to give him uh, something to drink. And he talked, and then the woman, I'm sorry, the woman of Samaria, she questioned him saying, how are you being a Jew asking me, a Samaritan, Uh, for water to drink because you guys don't have any dealings with us Samaritans. But anyway, what I thought of really quickly was Jesus's answer to her. And I'm going to read that actually from John chapter four, verse 10. And it reads, Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Now, this is from the King James Version, but let me go down to verse uh, 13, verse 13 and 14. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. And he's talking about the water in the well. But in verse 14, he says, 
But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. So again, I say with joy, we get to partake in the never ending fountain of salvation through Jesus Christ. He satisfies our thirst for everything that we could possibly desire in this life. You know, we go through this life and we are looking for happiness and we're looking for joy and we are looking for contentment. Even us as believers, sometimes we get sidetracked and we, I know I, I have been in this place where we are looking for our careers or our, um, hobbies, our passions, our loved ones, our friends to, to give us this joy that is only found in Jesus. Yes, these things are wonderful. They are blessings from the Lord, but only Jesus can give us a joy, such a joy that we will never thirst again. Amen. So, wow. That's what I thought about when I thought about um, Moses giving them this water. But let's continue on with the verses. So we read that even though the children of Israel once again complained, they were not rebuked for their complaining, even though complaining is a sin. And remember, they complained last week as well. They complained about uh, how they they were expressing how they thought it would be better for them if they had just stayed in Egypt. They were complaining and doubting and saying that it would have been better if they were left in Egypt and they remained slaves. So if you if you listened to last week's episode, you know that the Lord did not rebuke them for their complaining. Instead, the Lord told Moses to tell them that they are to stand still and see that the Lord will indeed rescue them, that they are to stand still and just be calm because he was going to fight for them. And indeed he did fight for them. Amen. So here they are complaining. They were complaining about not having water and they didn't get rebuked. Instead, we see that they are enjoying the free favors of God. They are living under God's grace. <laughs> and right, right there at the oasis of Mara, God made a decree to them. And he said that if they listen to his voice and do what is right in his sight, he will not make any of them suffer any of the diseases the Egyptians suffered from for he is the Lord. He is God who heals them. Amen. Look at God's heart towards healing. I believe that the Lord wants his children to walk in divine health. Now, I know that there are some Christians that disagree with that, and I could go on and on about this and show you scripture after scripture, uh, but I know that there are Christians that just don't believe in healing. And I say that that is unfortunate because their unbelief causes them not to experience 
divine healing in their lives. You know, for me, it's too late for anyone to try to convince me that the Lord does not heal. It's too late. I tell you, I have been enjoying the healing power of God ever since I first got saved. I'm telling you, but let me move on. Okay, so this passage continues uh, to discuss how the people of Israel complained again. And this time they complained because they were hungry and they wanted food. And once again, the Lord did not rebuke them. Look at what happened. Instead, the Lord said that he heard their complaints and he told them that in the morning they will have all the bread they want and they will know that he is the Lord their God. So that evening quail flew in and covered the camp and the next morning manna was found on the ground. Now, what I love about manna is that everyone had just enough manna to meet their need. Those who gathered a lot for their big family, they had enough. And those who gathered a little had just the amount that they needed. Now, Moses told the children of Israel that they could not keep any leftovers, any leftovers, leftovers of this manna until morning. But some didn't listen, and in the morning, they found that the manna was full of maggots, and the Bible says that it stank, and Moses was very angry with them. Now, this portion of scripture reminds me that we are to trust God daily. The Lord's Prayer tells us to give us this day our daily bread. I don't believe that this walk is designed where we can just bask in yesterday's blessings and ride on those blessings and just keep God in the back burner until we feel that we need him again. I believe that the Lord wants us to truly understand that we need him every day. So we're to seek him every day. And that's how our relationship with him works. Now, Moses told the children of Israel that there was an exception with the manna. He told them that the day before Sabbath, they were to go out in the morning and gather enough manna to last for two days. And he told them that the Sabbath would be a day of complete rest. But unfortunately, once again, some didn't listen and they went out the next morning trying to find food, but of course they didn't find any. And in verse 28 and 29 of Exodus chapter 16, the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? They must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Amen. The Sabbath was the Lord's gift to them and they couldn't receive it. They couldn't just trust the Lord and rest in his grace, rest in his provision, rest in his care and his love for them. Instead, they wanted to rely on their own effort. 
And that's why they woke up on the Sabbath and tried to uh, pick food off the ground. And, you know, that reminds me of us today, how it is so hard for some people to receive the grace of God that is demonstrated through Jesus Christ. Those of us who believe on Jesus, we have rested or we have ceased from our own works. For our own self-effort can never make us righteous. Instead, we rest in the one who gives us the gift of righteousness, Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice on the cross. You know, this makes me think, let me just read a couple of scriptures from the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to read these from the King James Version. And so in the book of Hebrews, chapter four, verse three, it tells us that we which have believed do enter into rest. And that rest is rest in Jesus. Rest from our own striving and struggling to be made right with God. We rest because he has done a complete work on the cross. Amen. And let me also read Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. And it reads, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. You know, this was a gift. God blessed them with this entire day to rest. And when I think about it in the context of us who are in Christ Jesus, how we rest from our own works, I believe that that's what the Lord was trying to teach the children of Israel that they depend on him. It takes faith to stop working and trust in the Lord. It takes faith. It takes a realization that our own efforts fall short. Amen. And we are to rest in the Lord who provides us with all that we need. Amen. So those verses are really powerful telling us that we have ceased from our own works. We've ceased from this this work of trying to do the right thing and dot every I and cross every T in hopes that we are made right with God. We can rest from our self-effort. We can rest in Jesus Christ. Amen. But unfortunately, there are Christians still going around relying on their own human effort to be made right with God instead of resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Okay, so continuing on with this passage here, we read that the children of Israel were instructed to put a tenth of an ephah, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, E-P-H-A-H, or a tithe of manna into a container And eventually that container would be placed in the Ark of the Covenant in front of the stone tablet inscribed with the terms of the covenant. Okay, so this daily reading continued with the book of Matthew. And in this portion of scripture, Jesus is continuing to tell parables. And so he told this one parable. And this parable is about um, how 
he said the kingdom of heaven could be compared to a great wedding feast for a king's son. And Jesus said that um, those who were invited to the feast refused to come and they actually ignored those who invited them. And instead they chose to go their own way. And he said that the king's servants were told to go out to the street corners and bring in everyone they saw good and bad alike. And Jesus said that there was one man there at the wedding feast who did not have on wedding clothes. And he said that that person was seized and thrown out of the wedding. And Jesus ended that parable by saying, for many are called, but few are chosen. And so I say, yes, Jesus calls the entire world. Amen. It is God's desire that all are saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. But even though that is true, even though it is, it is the Lord's will that the world be saved, uh, we know that not everyone will accept Jesus Christ. And not everyone will believe in the gospel. And, you know, we're not God. So we don't know who will accept Christ and who won't. So we, like the servants in the parable, instead, we are, as ambassadors for Jesus Christ, we are to go out into the world <laughs> and tell everyone about Jesus, good and bad alike. We're to tell everyone that Jesus loves them, that he gave his life for them, that he shed his blood for them. Amen. So only God knows who is uh, chosen, but that's not for us to know. That's not for us to worry about. We're to go out there and as servants of the Lord, go out and just tell everyone about the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so moving on, this daily reading also covers Psalm 27, verses 1 through 6. And this is where the meditation scripture of the day is located. And so let me read that. And it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? And so this portion of scripture reminded me of what we just talked about, what we read about how the children of Israel uh, ran into trouble and complained. But you know, the Lord <laughs> brought them out of every scenario. Amen. They were worried that Pharaoh's army was chasing them. God delivered in a mighty way. They were traveling for three days without water. God abundantly supplied water. They were then complaining about hunger and God supplied miraculously manna for them. Amen. And so, you know, in this Psalm, David is basically saying that even if he is attacked by his foes and enemies, he will remain confident. David is saying that he will meditate in the Lord's temple because he knows that the Lord will conceal him there. And when troubles come, he will hide him. The Lord will hide him in his sanctuary. Amen. And so this Psalm continues to say that the Lord will hold his head high above his enemies who surround him. And David talks about how in the Lord's sanctuary, he will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. 
Amen. And this is the attitude that I am sure the Lord wanted the children of Israel to have when they were going through the wilderness. Amen. That they could be confident (laughs) because the Lord will lift them high above their enemies. And he did. The Lord was so faithful. And so I believe that this is also the attitude that the Lord wants us to have. I believe the Lord wants us to know that we have no need to be afraid because the Lord is our light and our salvation. Therefore, we shouldn't be afraid. Amen. And we know the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear. He has not given us the spirit to fear. Amen. But he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. So when we face spiritual opposition, we're to go to God in prayer. We're to go to the house of the Lord. We're to offer the sacrifice of praise. Why? Because we're confident that he will hide us. Like David said, until our trouble passes. Amen. Okay, so the last portion of scripture uh, in this daily reading is Proverbs chapter six, verses 20 through 26. And this portion of scripture talks about walking in wisdom. And it talks about how wisdom will keep you from sexual immorality. And I did a complete episode on this last season when uh, I talked about um life lessons from Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to please go back and listen to it. And I believe it is episode 33 entitled Flee Sexual Immorality. Okay, so I would like to end this episode with two meditation scriptures. And so the first is Exodus 16, 29. And It is the portion that says they must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Amen. So I pray that this scripture would remind us to rest in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and cease from our own self-efforts of being made righteous before God. Amen. And so the second meditation scripture is the one that is actually highlighted here in my uh, one-year Bible. And it is Psalm 27, verse one, which reads, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? And I pray that this scripture would encourage us to know that we have no reason to be afraid Even in this world where things are changing so rapidly, even in this world where there's such heightened violence and heightened uh, violent rhetoric and divisiveness, that we are not to be afraid. Why? Because the Lord is with us and the Lord is for us. And so what can anyone do to us? The Lord will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And we can be confident that he will protect us from danger and from the attacks of the enemy. Amen. And I believe that. I believe that we should pray and and believe that God will protect us. There are so many scriptures. You read through Psalms. There's so many verses that tell us that the Lord 
will keep us, that he will protect us. And so I pray that this scripture would encourage us to believe the Lord for divine protection. Amen. Okay, so let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises to us. Lord, I thank you that we can rest from our own works, that we can rest from our own self-effort to be made right with you because we are made right with you through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would also, in this life, in our natural work here on earth, whether it's inside the home or outside the home, that we would also have faith to rest, to have patterns of work and rest, that we would trust that what we cannot do, you will do for us, that we will have faith in knowing, Lord, that it is you that bless, you who blesses our work, Lord. And I pray that we would have the faith to cease at times from our own work, even here on earth. I pray, Lord, that we won't find ourselves grinding and hustling like the world, the people of the world who trust in themselves for success. But Lord, we we may be in this world, but we are not of this world. We are your children, and Lord, we rest in Christ. We rest in Christ. And so, Father, I thank you that we don't have to fear. You have not given us the spirit to fear. We can just give our whole lives over to you. We can surrender every area, every care, every concern, and we can just trust in you. We can rest in Jesus Christ, knowing that you will cause all things to work together for our good. So we don't have to fear. So I thank you for confidence in you for boldness in your promises, and for the faith to rest in Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure to be with you today. If you enjoyed this episode, please join me again next week and consider liking and following this podcast. If you have a prayer request, comment, or question, please leave me a voice message. I would love to hear from you and you can do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved by our Heavenly Father and the Lord. Jesus Christ. Thank you.